From CITI Program, I'm Darren Gaddis, and this is On Campus. Today, what are best practices to foster campus collaboration, how working together can make a campus a safer place, and how Cleary Act compliance is an institutional effort. I spoke with Ed Purchase, the Public Safety Operations and Cleary Act Training Coordinator at the University of North Carolina System. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide legal advice or guidance. You should consult with your organization's attorneys if you have questions or concerns about relevant laws and regulations in this podcast. Additionally, the views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenter. Hi, Ed. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Darren. I'm very excited for this conversation today about the Cleary Act, collaboration, and campus safety. Oh, yes, me too. Very much so. How can campus collaboration and compliance with the Cleary Act work together? Uh, Compliance with the Cleary Act is an institutional responsibility, full stop. Um, And it can be easy for some folks to view Cleary as merely an aspect of campus law enforcement. And this perception is aided and abetted by the fact that most designated clear compliance officers or coordinators, excuse me, are housed within the police department. Uh, and they are either sworn officers themselves or in you know, best practice case scenario, they are a direct report to the chief of police and director of public safety as a non-sworn uh, administrator. Um, in each of the former schools that I've worked at and in the system that I serve at now, um, you know, we, we, we see that mix. Uh, the 16 campuses we have, we, we have that mix. And that's reflective of, of nationwide trends. Um, as far as ensuring that institutional uh, responsibility, I think it helps to frame the perception uh, of the clear compliance officer. And so when I, when I talk to them uh, about working on their campuses or about how to engage uh, folks on campus, and I always, I always refer to them as, "Hey, let's reach out to your campus partners. You know, these are the people that are that are working alongside you towards the goal uh, of well, not only theory compliance, but the other institutional focus as well. But it's, it's, it helps to look at them as partners, um, and I feel that, that helps to, to frame that conversation." Ed, thank you so much for that explanation. Unpacking that a little bit more. Why is it important to work across departments and an institution on compliance topics such as Cleary Act? Well, as I said before, Darren, it really falls upon the institution as a whole to pursue and ensure compliance with the Cleary Act. And, and that's everyone from the chancellor or president on down. And they all have a role. Uh, early on, um, when I served as a Cleary compliance officer on a campus, I, I made sure uh, to, to try to build those relationships. Because uh, early on, I got advice uh, from a prominent figure in the national theory conversation. And I, and I asked him point blank, if, you know, I was new to the role and feeling kind of overwhelmed. I, I asked him, I said, you know, is total compliance with the Cleary Act, is it obtainable? Um, and they told me basically to the effect of, well, if it's just you, then no. Uh, but if you can get your, your colleagues, your campus partners on board, then you absolutely can obtain Compliance, total compliance with the Gene Theory Act. And, and looking back, it seems so obvious, but when you're young and you're, you're dumb and you think asking for help is a sign of weakness, but 
really it, it's it, it's like that line from from the movie Jerry Maguire, you know, help me help you. You know, and again, you want to to couch it and phrase it in such a way that you're engaging your campus partners towards a joint goal of compliance. And from your experience supporting institutions across the University of North Carolina system, what are some best practices to help foster collaboration with compliance of the Clery Act across institutions? Darren, that's a great question. And when I talk to the clear compliance officers that I work with in the UNC system, and then those opportunities that I have to, to talk to clear compliance officers across the country, I, I tell them that, that first and foremost, they should know their audience. And chiefly, what concerns or motivates them? Some departments heavily focused on compliance, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, ensuring that they are meeting the requirements. Uh, other folks, it's about student success and development. It's that more hands-on personal service uh, that matters to them. How can we help our students? And other folks, it's, it's about enterprise risk. How can we minimize the risk to the institution? Uh, and, and obviously, Cleary touches all of those areas. Um, and so when I'm, when I'm talking to the Cleary folks and saying, hey, when you're sitting across the table from the campus partner, learn their language. Translate Cleary accordingly. Make Cleary real to them. And when they have bought in, you'd be absolutely surprised at the results uh, that you can achieve together. That's, that's the first piece. The second piece, it's kind of an offshoot of that, and, and it is runaway best practice. The Department of Education, uh, every time that they issue a, uh, an audit or they do a um, federal program review, uh, one, of the, one of the things that they always say that a campus needs to do to rectify whatever issues they were having with clear compliance is establishing a clear compliance committee. And this committee um, is, as the name implies, we're bringing in folks from across your campus, from across these different departments, across these different divisions, uh, senior leadership within those departments and divisions, we're bringing them in together for the joint purpose of achieving clear compliance on your campus. Um, and whenever possible, you want to make this you want to stand up this committee in a formal capacity with a formal charge, chancellor, president, or board. Um, typically, a formal charge of that nature results in some sort of annual reporting of what your committee has accomplished or is accomplishing or is looking to accomplish. Um, and, and that always is a great idea because it elevates the theory compliance program. You're making it uh, by establishing this committee, you are formalizing your institution's commitment to clear compliance. So you get all the folks in the same room, you get them all marching to the same sheet of music. Again, you'll be floored in what you can accomplish. Do students need to be concerned with cross-campus collaboration efforts on Cleary Act compliance and their confidentiality? Darren, that is an excellent question. And as I sit here, I think the best way to answer that is to read directly from the regulation itself. And there are no less than five or six places that specifically spell out how an institution is to protect the confidentiality uh, of the, the folks that they are serving uh, in pursuing clearing compliance. So if you'll bear with me, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read directly from the regulations here. 
Okay, Darren. Uh, the first place that I want to read from is talking about the annual security report and information that must be contained within that document. Uh, mandates of campus have to publish by publish this by October first of every year. And and this there's a, a kind of a litany and list of things that must be in this document. And um, this particular section here is talking about uh, how the campus will be uh, responding. Uh, to situations of interpersonal violence and sexual assault. So it says here, um, provide information about how the institution will protect the confidentiality of victims and other necessary parties, including how the institution will complete publicly available record keeping, including theory act reporting and disclosures without the inclusion of personally identifiable information about the victim. And then later on, it says that they will maintain as confidential any accommodations or protective measures provided to the victim to the extent that maintaining such confidentiality would not impair the ability of the institution to provide those accommodations or protective measures. This is telling the campus that they will assist you without identifying who you are. Ed, that is great information. You spoke a lot today about campus collaboration what else do we need to know? Um, well, Darren, first of all, thank you uh, for the time. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, I think, honestly, it all comes down to accessibility. Collaboration opens doors. Uh, as I said uh, early on, there are so many data points, so many collection points, so many opportunities for information to uh, be received. You have to make sure that the conduits of getting that information to the right people are wide open. And so, you know, collaboration, I found personally, I found that it leads to and grants you access to faculty, staff, to students, uh, access to incident reports that come to student conduct or the Dean of Students Office or various conduct offices on campus. We talked about the notification pieces. Uh, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. It takes, it takes infrastructure, it takes uh, tech support, facility support, um, maintenance. You know, the access that comes through collaboration is critical. And, and probably most important, you know, it grants you access to senior leadership, be it, you know, your chancellor or maybe even your dean of students or your athletic director, uh, folks that are typically uh, much higher up in the hierarchy. Um, it, it helps them understand the work that their departments are doing and, and the work that their departments need to do uh, to ensure compliance. Ed? Thank you for joining us today. Well, Darren, thank you so much for, for having me. Next month, we will be talking with Abby Oakton from University of California, Berkeley, on the topic of annual security reports, campus safety, and why numbers matter. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to On Campus with CITI program to stay in the know. I also invite you to review our content offerings regularly as we are continually adding new courses and webinars that may be of interest to you. All of our content is available to you anytime through organizational and individual subscriptions. You may also be interested in CINTI Program's GDPR for Research and Higher Ed course. Please visit the CITI Program's website to learn more about all of our offerings.